Hi, I'm Gemma Moore. I'm one of the actors and hosts, and you're listening to Drinking and Screaming. Welcome, listeners, to an Out of Order Season 3, Episode 2 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Char. And I'm Kelly. And yes, that was Gemma Moore from Shudder's host that you just heard. And this week's episode will be upgraded to a full exclusive interview with her. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this drink to be drank every time you hear astral plane this episode will contain discussion on self-harm and suicide if those are topics that you don't need to hear today feel free to skip this episode we won't mind so technically this drink was made by Gemma or Gemma's ex as people will hear in the interview (laughs) Uh, and we're pretty sure we didn't make it the way that it's supposed to be made but uh, do you want to tell people what it's called Yes, this is called Caroline's Brain, Mm. which is because it is the spin off of the brain hemorrhage shot. And that's all I'm going to give you. The rest you'll hear in the interview. Yeah, (laughs) it's an exclusive ingredients list that you don't have to pay for on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash drink and scream, though. Normally, all our cocktail recipes are there. (laughs) So we had to drink this ahead of time because we were afraid that letting it sit for too long would make us die. So why don't you tell us what it tasted like when you tried this drink before? It was fucking heaven. It was extremely delicious. It was the best drink I've ever had. (laughs) And And it was a shot. So it was a very small drink of very goodness. Yeah, it's... Sad. I think it helps that I had such low expectations going into it that it was so great. It just like flying colors of delicious, fruity creaminess. It also has a liquor in it that you've never had before that is very expensive and you love it. So now I'm worried about how uh, your tastes have increased. Our poor bank accounts. You have a more bougie taste palette now. <laughs> But you mentioned our Patreon before. Do you want to tell everybody the good news? Yes. Shout out to Roxanne and Chloe, two new patrons joining our horrific family. For all our patrons who have joined us since COVID, Shar is sending out your swag packs this week, which I didn't even know about. Woo-hoo! So you should expect them in about two to three weeks time. Unless their uh, USPS is broken, in which case, uh, you know, fuck the government and we're sorry. I'm sorry, but they are going to be sent out in the next like two days. So that's awesome. I hope they get to you. We love you. Yes. So this week we watch Host, which premiered on Shudder July 30th, 2020. It's directed by Rob Savage, written by Gemma Hurley, Rob Savage, and Jed Shepard. It stars Haley Bishop as seance organizer Haley, Gemma Moore as fun-loving skeptic Gemma, Emma Louise Webb as sweet friend Emma, Radina Drandova as spicy friend Radina, Caroline Ward as scaredy cat friend Caroline, and yes, All the actors' names are the characters' names. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes it easy to remember then. Yeah. 
this synopsis is by an anonymous user on IMDb. Thank you. Thank you, Anonymous, for all the work you have done. Six friends get together during lockdown for their weekly Zoom call. It's Haley's turn to organize an activity, and instead of a quiz, she's arranged for a medium to conduct a seance. Bored and feeling mischievous, Gemma decides to have some fun and invents a story about a boy in her school who hanged himself. However, her prank gives license for a demonic presence to cross over, taking on the guise of the boy in Gemma's made-up story. The friends begin noticing strange occurrences in their homes as the evil presence begins to make itself known, as they soon realize that they might not survive the night. And really, there isn't much to add, as this film is only 52 minutes long. They lose contact with the runner of the seance and are left to fend for themselves. Slowly but surely, one by one, all of the friends are terrified, and then picked off by the demon until only Gemma remains. And then she too is then picked off by her friend, Jacob. I feel like we're missing out by not also telling people that this movie takes place entirely in Zoom. It's kind of like unfriended, like the found footage movie that takes place entirely on a computer screen. And it was made and produced during COVID. So the entire thing is, you know, isolation station. Yeah. We talked to Gemma a lot about that in the interview that you'll be hearing. Hit me with that trailer audio. Hey. Hey. Hi guys. Hey, Gina. Caroline. Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forth. I didn't like that trailer. Really? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I think I'm too attached to this film now. I watched it twice in a very short amount of time. And then we had this amazing discussion with Gemma and it just didn't do it justice. You're like this. This trailer does not adequately show how much people are going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. Although the great thing about trailers on YouTube now is that people will comment on it after they've seen the film and give like one liners. And if you look at Shutter's or at Host's trailer on YouTube, the entire comment section is just filled with this movie is so great. This movie is awesome. Blah, blah, blah. So scary. Well, that's good. Which is rare. You a lot of people post only like negative reviews instead of positive things. So yeah, people are shitty. Yeah. I'm glad that a lot of people enjoyed this movie enough to write a comment on under the trailer. Mm-hmm. What did you think? You seem to like it. Uh, I mean, I didn't mind it. It was standard horror movie of this generation trailer. You know what I mean? It was just like all of the kind of jump scare bits without giving away what the story is mm. to entice people to want to watch it, which there were a lot of jump scares in the movie that weren't left in the trailer. So there are still a few to watch. It didn't seem too bad or too incredible. It was just it just kind of was a trailer. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like we specifically would watch this movie because we know we saw that it was like a found footage on a computer. And I really like movies like that. Hell yeah. I specifically we had a different movie slotted in for this and we had to schedule something else last minute. And I had seen host reviews online like it was it blew up as soon as it was released And I didn't see a trailer. I just from Twitter recommendations alone, I said, oh, we should watch host. Yeah. And I think I wasn't going to watch it with you. But then you told me the synopsis and I I think you started watching it. 
And then I went and sat down with you to watch the rest you, of it. Yeah. And it was so good. I just drew you in. Mm-hmm. And then we had to do it for an episode. Yeah. Which was good. You got to watch it again in bed alone. And then I took a shower and I came back and you were very spooked. And a scratcher, like we have a scratching post for Buddy leaned up against our sofa, which is very close to our bed. And while I was watching it, it fell over Mm -hmm. while Kelly was in the shower. Demon. Buddy wasn't anywhere near it. We let the demon in. But it's okay. Shara's not afraid of that kind of thing. Totally. It's fine. So she wasn't spooked at all. No, this movie was great and it was very scary and only 52 minutes. All right. We've come up with a name for this recommended section, which is kind of funny because the technical episode three says that we haven't come up with a name for it. And I think technically episode four. So (laughs) you're hearing ahead of time what we've named this section and then we're going to be confused for a couple episodes. But it's time to open the Reconomicon. To recommend watching Unfriended from 2015, which is another video call horror with very similar vibes. Kelly mentioned it earlier this episode, actually. I think it's on Netflix right now. Go watch it. Yeah, it was very good. I think Not as a, good as host. There's but a second good. one, isn't there as well? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to recommend Cam from 2018, which is essentially kind of the same idea of like haunted computers and stuff, but it stars a cam girl. And I actually think it's a pretty good representation of that profession. We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors right before we get into the interview. The interview. This season of Drinking and Screaming is sponsored by Evil Amy's Terror Shop, who provides us with some amazing goodies to talk about on our episodes. Today, I'm going to chat about some of their Halloween-themed glassware. This one is a wine glass that says, more booze, please. And there's a ghost on it. And it's an adorable pun on booze. You get it. You can buy their products. They ship globally at EvilAmy'sTerrorShop.com. We received some sample candles from Liz's Horrifying Candle Co. And let me tell you, their arrival was an experience. They are safely packed away so that they won't be damaged during shipping, but they come with a caution tape on the box. Each individual candle was wrapped in paper from Stephen King novels, and it was really cool and fun to just open the boxes. They also came with matches, which I am now making old fashions in a very pretentious way where I shave off the orange and then I kind of like cook the orange peel to caramelize the oils. It's really pretentious, I know, but Liz's Horrifying Candle Co. (laughs) let me do that because we didn't have any matches, so thanks. (laughs) You can shop now on horrorcandles.com with the code DRINKSCREAM10 for 10% off your first order of three or more. These bad boys are handmade with soy wax, which means that they're safe for your own little buddies. Your own little fur babies. Also, we got into Apple Podcasts' new and noteworthy section, so we've been getting a lot more reviews lately. But we're getting a lot of one-star reviews because of homophobic and people who are scared of women. So if you get a chance, go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review and tell people why we're so awesome and they should listen to us, and we would really appreciate it. Thanks. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream, on Facebook at drink and scream. You can email us at drinkingandscreaming at gmail.com, and you can join our Discord at bit.ly slash hopped up Discord. All the information you could 
ever need about us, including our merch, is on our website, drinkingandscreaming.com. If you want to help support the show and get some awesome rewards like stickers, coasters, bonus episodes, and more, go to patreon.com slash drinkandscream. That's where you can vote on our Patreon poll to tell us what we should watch next and listen to our new bonus series called Pre-Fear, where we chat about movies we haven't seen yet right before we watch them for the podcast. Unfortunately, host was a last minute switch for us, so there isn't a pre-fear for this one. But luckily, you'll get to listen to our exclusive interview with Gemma Moore. I'm going to do this voice more now. And speaking of that interview, here it is. Back to the episode. Yeah, we live right downtown, too, so it's like we don't really go outside anyways because there's just too many people around us. Yeah, it's it's very like I've just been for a dog walk just like around the corner from me and it's just people. It's really interesting, like my my dad's high risk. And so, you know, in order to see him, I have to be be super careful myself. So like when I go into town and stuff, it's just people. It's just as if nothing has happened. Yeah. It's very unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when people watch hosts, they'll see (laughs) how responsible your character is wearing a mask. And like the elbow bumps. (laughs) (laughs) Even through demons. If I can do it with a demon, you can do it going to Tesco's Karen. Like (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How big is your space? Because you've been I'm assuming like it's been like months that you're stuck in there. Yeah, we've been very lucky. We have nice open windows, which were a nightmare to cover for when we were filming. Oh, yeah. Like the two weeks that we were filming, I didn't take the it off the window which was like I had to take all my plants I have like a million plants and so I had to take them one by one out of the house <laughs> filming so they could see sunlight and then put them back in so, are you yeah. a good plant mom I can't keep a plant alive oh uh, I I mean a lot of the time people tend to overwater, which is the interesting thing and plant if you get plant food you're pretty much set <laughs> speaking about like the your windows that you had to cover like this was all filmed in a pandemic. So what was that process like for you? I mean, I'm quite an introvert. So I quite liked turning up and, you know, I chose not to wear makeup. I chose to not straighten or anything my hair. I was just, I'm going to turn up as me every day. And it meant that I didn't have to be in hair and makeup at ridiculous hours in the morning or doing stuff like that. And actually it was really nice. So I got a lion. (laughs) And, and then the only bit was very strange was normally the easiest bit on a film set is turning up, seeing everyone, just, you know, people will put things on you. I did a film once where I had like loads of guns and stuff on me and it was like Iron Man. I sort of walked to set and, and like the costume department would just come and like put stuff on me. <laughs> By the time I turned up, I was like, oh, where did all this come from? Uh, but then for this, like, going to Haley's house at the end as the lockdown was easing was really hard. Cause like she basically opened like all of her doors and like, and it's, she lives in a really busy part of London. So I had to like look like I was basically robbing her house, walk through all the doors up to the top. And she was in her bedroom texting me. And you know, there was like sanitizer everywhere, like stank of bleach. Like we basically just had to, stay very far apart and the one bit which was really painful was like oh you know where I'm lying on the ground and all the cupboards come out yeah Mm -hmm. the spoiler but that's Hayley with fishing wire like Fort Knox and she pulls off all the 
with every little thing that comes out the cupboard has fishing wire on it and then like, <laughs> make sure she wasn't like tangled in it and then put it all up and then Rob Savage our director and Douglas Cox our producer would be like okay guys we need to reset oh, no. <laughs> so anywhere near her I had to stand at the other side of the room and basically watch her tidy the whole or I had to go in the corridor and watch her tidy the whole thing oh god so that was really hard because everything just took 10 million times longer and we had to just like to everything. And then also with the stunt, you know, a paramedic had to stay outside. Nathaniel Martin, who is part of Lucky 13 Action, you know, had to be in full PPE and smash a glass bottle on my head. And then you'd have a laptop just with the rest of the crew on. Mm-hmm. And then I was behind the sofa. So it'd be like, uh, Gemma, are you okay? And then there would just be a thumb that would come up from <laughs> behind the sofa. <laughs> and be like, okay, reset. And then as soon as I'd like finished it, I'd have to go far away from Nathaniel and he'd have to leave the building and, you know, and then I, I'd have to be texting to be like, okay, how's your neck? Because uh, there's like a twist as I fall and falling onto this crash mat. So th- those were the hardest things that are normally, like I've done stunts before and they're complicated, but you know, you have such a, you normally have such a great stunt crew that it's, I mean, this was such a great stunt crew, but there's so much more obstacles of, you can't touch anyone or no one can come near you to explain anything. Yeah. I saw in the credits, like some people had stunt doubles, but how, talk about the wine bottle. How did that happen? (laughs) So that's just a sugar glass. Actually, the story behind that was we had to go to Haley's and there was so much talk. We had to like talk so much around it because you know what people were able to do legally, what people were comfortable with and in the script there was a hug written in but actually you know like obviously immediately everyone was like we can't do the hug so that's just there for reference how do we communicate that so that was where the bump came in and Mm. step two go and hug but we don't do it and so I got a text and this was a very last minute decision so I got a call from Douglas Cox our producer and he goes yeah Jem you know you're going to Haley's tomorrow and I was like yeah he's like yeah would you mind having a bottle thrown at your head and I was like (laughs) right what's it made out of and like where are we sourcing this and <laughs> a few questions and he was like yeah yeah of course of course and he was like, it's gonna be made out of sugar glass and Nathaniel's just gonna smash it in your head and we'll paint him out in post <laughs> <laughs> so he comes from the side full PPE so it's like this sort of like spaceman sort of pulls off this glass bottle and just brings it on and just smashes it straight so it pops into the side of my head oh that's so cool <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> even times. That was a real person doing it. You couldn't have done it with like the fishing wire technique. No, because it has to hit. I mean, one time it hit my ear and obviously like sugar glass got my ear. The whole thing is like, you know, like a dance and it's all choreographed and it had to hit me at the exact point so then I could turn. So also the turn in the head, which allowed for me to fall properly as well. So everything had to align. And if it was fishing wire, I think it might be a bit rogue. (laughs) (laughs) Just like swinging from the ceiling. (laughs) Let's try again. (laughs) Reset everything. Reset. It's I'd really probably cool. also look at it and then it would snap me in the face and then that would be <laughs> me getting hit in the, head, in the face. It's really cool hearing how much, how many crew members there were involved. Cause like y'all did such a good job making it look like it was 
just people sitting in front of a camera acting. It's incredible. Yeah, we had, I mean, we had a huge, um, Stephen Bray was our VFX. Um, and then we had like, we had, I think it was 40 people all together wow. uh, on the crew. Um, and that includes post as well. And, and the team from Shudder. So, I mean, it was the core crew crew was, Douglas Cox and Rob Savage would always turn up on our Zoom and then it would be the cast. Uh, and then for like stuff like the bottle scene, Steve, and, Steve Bray would just pop on just to make sure that, you know, we were doing it correct and it wouldn't give him more work in post. And then for stunts, like Emma's house, Emma had like two stunt doubles and five different houses. So any oh, wow. movements in Emma's house was like cuts between other houses. And Regina... Oh. Regina had a stunt double for her pull-up as well. So that was a cut into a stunt house. We were very lucky that there was a house full of riggers and stunt. So we just continuously <laughs> just cut in between. <laughs> so yeah, so there was a lot of people and everyone played such an important part. So that was like nice to have that support because even though we were independent, we constantly had people to call and, and, and be like, um, didn't press record. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and also my face is like giant. Like how do we change that? <laughs> I can't hear anyone. So I don't know what's happening. Mm. Oh man. But um, the production timeline was all very short, but how many of you were you, I know that you're a very tight knit cast. You were friends before. How much of the, the team as a whole of that 40 people was people that you already had known? I think most most people every oh, that's of, awesome we have a uh, a group a whatsapp group called quarantine movie club and every wednesday we have a film quiz and then we watch we have netflix parties um board games similar to what everyone's doing you know <clears throat> and then one day rob savage decided to prank us i mean he did this prank that i had my car vandalized and i had blister <laughs> plasters on my spots and i was like dude i don't want to come on a i don't want to come on a zoom right now and then Jed just went, everybody's so happy to see you though, Gemma. They really want to see you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> the egomaniac that I am, I just went, oh, okay. Then. <laughs> yeah, all right. So I went on the Zoom and then they pranked us. And I was like, you bastards. <laughs> no. And I got so, I got really angry. I was like, how dare you? I'm so cross with you guys. Um, but then, I mean, this came from it. So I'm very happy now. Yeah. I actually haven't seen the video, but I, it went a bit viral for those, for our listeners who haven't seen it. Can you tell us a bit about what happened there? So it's Rob. We're just chatting and then Rob will be like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Fine. <laughs> Rob was like, oh, there's something in my, there's a noise in my attic. I'm going to go and check it out. And so he goes into the kitchen and he gets like a knife out. And we're all like, don't get the knife. What are you doing? When have you fallen a knife? Like, we're literally your friends going to watch you die. Impale yourself. On Zoom. No, don't do that. And then there's like a bit of back and forth. And then he climbs up a ladder. And as he climbs up the ladder, he cuts it with wreck. Oh, um, no. <laughs> and then he goes and it obviously goes around and it zooms around the horn of this attic. And then this goblin jumps out. And then he and then he cuts it with him falling off the ladder from like a real high height. <laughs> and then just, I mean, no one questioned that the phone landed perfectly on its side <laughs> so we could see his legs. But in the moment, we were all like, oh, my God, he's dead. And in my head, I was like, OK, so Trump's president, Brexit happened. There's a global pandemic. 
goblins are the next logical step <laughs> yeah yeah why not I, I literally was like for a second I was like yes goblins are real okay that's it you know we're all done for um I just didn't doubt it at all um and then he like jumps up and he's like psych <laughs> we're all like no so, yeah. so that's what went viral and then when he went to pitch uh host to all of us he was like girls can you come on a zoom and we were like no way you're on your own we're not going on any more zooms with you (laughs) oh man that's awesome that's such a good way of like using your skills to just prank your friends during the pandemic (laughs) then Shudder saw it and so you know from then it was just you know 12 weeks it took us to do the whole thing from the idea coming and then going into a script and then filming and then doing all the post wow and talking about the script too, like there was like a lot of wiggle room there. There you were able to do some improv and stuff because you were all friends. So yeah, so we all knew each other, but not as well as we do now. <laughs> right. Uh, and so we got a script from Gemma Hurley, Jed Shepard, and Rob Savage, and it was a scriptment, so a script treatment. And a lot of the deaths were redacted. And a lot of scares were redacted. So we knew where it was going, what was happening. We knew who died. Another spoiler. We knew who <laughs> died, but we just didn't know what the lead up was going to be to it and how it happened. So they filmed all of the deaths first. And then me and Haley and Emma pretty much just had to sit and watch all these deaths and react in the moment. But a lot of the lines were sort of guideline lines Uh, And then we would improv around it and cool moments would be, so like if I was now acting with you guys, I'd get a private message from Rob being like, call Hayley a bitch. (laughs) And then, and then Hayley would have him being like typing. So it was like having live feed script coming through sometimes, but a lot of it was improv and, and messing around. And, you know, we knew how far we could push it. And because everyone's incredibly talented actors, we all went to drama school at Central together where like Carrie Fisher went and, you know, we would challenge and then someone would challenge someone and I could see it in someone's eyes being like, okay, you're going to play that game. And then they would challenge. (laughs) And and so it was this fun. I mean, me and Hayley had a lot of fun. Some of the stuff that I was coming out and saying to Hayley in the little digs, like we'd say cut and then there would just be like giggles and be like, I mean, you can't believe you just said that. (laughs) And I'd be like, I can't either. And Doug was like, I didn't know you were... Didn't know you guys were that mean. <laughs> it worked out though. I hated your character. <laughs> You're yeah, the reason they all died. Yeah. <laughs> it's Haley. I mean, there was foreshadowing at the start. I mean, there's lots of fan theories around Haley starting it. There was. Did you guys um, come on the live tweet uh, whilst watching? No, it? I found out about it too late. I was so sad. I missed it. But I did look at all the happy spookies uh, <laughs> hashtag posts. Hashtags. Yeah, there was. So there was one hashtag going around, and it was justice for Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so explain this to me. Why? How did Haley start it? Why are you innocent? <laughs> So I wanted to, so the whole thing is um, that I wanted to, it was like I host the game night every week and Hayley this week decides to do a seance. But right at the start when her cupboard opens, that's echoed throughout the film. So I think that she had a demon and she was just passing it on to us. And also her energy's 
just got bad vibes at the start. I just came on wanting a party and, <laughs> and, and she was just bad vibes. So it's obvious that she, she was carrying some luggage, you know, some demon luggage and she just passed it on to the group. That's fair. <laughs> you were very friendly when you were throwing your sticks at the window. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> so how I had, because I had to walk because I'm not taking public transport. So I had to walk to Haley's house and she's like half an hour down the road from me. Okay. And it's the first day when it starts to get really hot and I called the wardrobe department up. I called Ale- Alexi and I was just like, Alexi, why have you given me the hottest outfit? And I literally <laughs> am walking with like, I put the Ugg boots in my bag and put like trainers on because I was just, I'm not putting Ugg boots on. I was like, those things are just like moisture baths for your feet. <laughs> and so I, then I had to call FaceTime Doug in the park in a really hot outfit when everyone else is in shorts being like, is this an okay stick? Like, what about this stick? <laughs> and then put them into my bag. And then walking out of the park, everyone must have been like, wow. Yeah, she's been hit really hard by COVID. <laughs> the <laughs> quarantine brain. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 taken she's taken a bit of a, a dark turn collecting <laughs> sticks at the park, asking oh, if it's okay man. to throw at a building. <laughs> I mean that's that's the next stage after sourdough is perfect yeah. sticks for throwing at buildings. <laughs> I mean, some of the bakes that I made, I'm awful at baking. Probably I should have used them instead. <laughs> they would have been, actually, they would have probably broken the window. Yeah. There was CCTV outside Haley's window as well. And because, like, we were all renting, so I had to, like, in sign language, basically, like, okay, we're making a film. <laughs> I'm not going to break your window. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they're going to be like. What is this chick like outside our, our shop? Throwing, throwing like, stuff at us. <laughs> and then trying to communicate through like the language of uh, what's it called? Um, charade. Yeah. yeah. I also was curious though, with, talking about Haley, there's a moment where she sneezes like right after like a lot of tension has happened. Was that an accident? <laughs> yeah. It worked out so well. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? Rob Rob just kept rolling afterwards. And and me and Caroline, because me and Caroline have our own production uh, company together called It Girls uh, Productions. And we're sort of doing a series called uh, It Girls, which is like redefining the it girl and like gender stereotypes of that. And oh, Awesome. Uh, so me and Caroline caught our eye and she caught me because immediately I just smiled and then Caroline went and then I was trying and then I was like Rob's not saying cut so I just was trying to be like stay in it and then Emma's just like being such a good actor and just staying in it so me and Caroline are cracking up Haley's trying to play like through through it because I think she knows what Rob's doing I think Rob like messaged her or something and then and Caroline are just like not able to keep our cool because we're both like having a giggle because we're awful me and Caroline just can't look at each other if something goes wrong because we'd start laughing oh man but it, it really does like in that moment if that happened like you would kind of like snicker at it it was very well done the way that it happened organically and your reactions and caroline's and then it, it, the reality of the situation sort of like creeps back in still yeah when regina there's an easter egg there when regina's going to the toilet did you guys find it her partner's hanging feet oh yeah it's the most expensive shot of the whole film wow what was that like yeah i need all the easter eggs yeah. tell me everything that's what this is for so in the live tweet on the zoom it opened up a zoom so that all the anyone who 
got onto that Zoom could then come and chat to us. So that mm-hmm. was a, another little league straight that's really fun. But then Doug didn't warn me, so I was like in my pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in my pyjamas eating like a cup of, like a, like a noodle, like a cup noodle, whatever they called, like a super noodle thing. And then I was like, Doug, like again, like no makeup or anything, just being like, I'm a feminist, but like, I do like to present myself oh, nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I got up early to put makeup on for this. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in especially in COVID, you're just like I'm loving that lippy. It's a good lip. It's like a red, but very like nice and subtle. And yeah, I just I just like was like guys, a little heads up next time. But then after a while, it was just like having a chat with friends and Tim from Ohio. Like I just just, like it was just like really fun. There's lots of Easter eggs. around but they're actually really fun to spot and and you have to be a horror buff to spot a few and and some of them I didn't get and then I had to be like Jed what does this mean (laughs) he actually did an article with Shudder explaining where they are so I think there's an article out there which he explains in better detail than I ever would I need to read that Um, now there's a few that I would assume that are in just based on like things that directors usually put in horror movies as like an homage to other horror movies. So that's nice, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. nice. They do that. Yeah. I don't know another genre that really does that. I feel like horror, cause I'm, I'm such a wimp. So <laughs> Rob managed to condense my never, pretty much never watching horror films down to watching every single horror film in the two weeks that we were filming. Nice. You're an expert now. Yeah. So now I'm a little bit more immune to a horror, uh, to the scare of a horror film. Uh, I've sort of got braver because I was not brave. So we did a real life seance before we went into filming. Ooh. And I got up, a book fell from my shelf, which we did a seance last night. Um, I don't know why we keep, why do I keep doing this? (laughs) And the, this lady was like, yeah, that's a big deal if a book, like normally it's very subtle, the sides. And then I saw two dead birds today on my wall. Oh, no. and, she, and she said feathers were a sign. I was like, okay, what about actual like dead birds, whole dead birds? So I should probably email her and be like, um, you're an exorcist too, right? Would you like to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that kind of flows into one of my, speaking about horror films and what follows the community Frequently, productions get the reputation of being like a cursed set or a haunted set. So I was going to ask, do you feel like your set was your home? Has like your home sort of changed for you besides finding dead birds? (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. You know, I've actually just got more. I think I've taken on the character, Gemma, and got a bit braver. But I think Emma's had some stuff. Emma's said she's seen some stuff in her doorway. I mean, I saged. I saged this whole house. So it smelled like I was cooking. Cooking fish. <laughs> no, but I've had a lot of fans being like telling me like a light bulb exploded in one of their houses when they watched. I've heard some other stuff. But beforehand, when we did the seance, that was a bit weird. My friend Emma Chudder Patel did this incredible like take on paranormal activity that went on the BBC. And it's like, it shows like a paranormal activity shot of like a room and then everyone getting scared. But then it cuts to like my friend dressed in like a <laughs> sheet being like, hi guys, I'm really sorry. I'm just going to get a book. And then like falling <laughs> over and knocking things out and then getting stuck. And like, so it's like, from now I, I, he, he had this theory that he always just thinks that like ghosts are just like trying to get on with their life and they're a bit clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and then so like now that's like made me feel better. So I do the same as you. I'm like very much like, yeah, they're just trying to live their life. It's very heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. All you do, all you do, what my brother taught me, which is be scarier than the scary thing. So I sometimes run into my bedroom if I think there's something in it, going <laughs> <laughs> just to catch them off guard. <laughs> just scare the scary thing, and then 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 you're all got the upper hand. There was just like an upside down demon, like puking out black vomit, and you run in and scream. It's like, okay, no, no, never mind. <laughs> Filming host, it's a lot. I mean, all the women on screen, you're all very, it's very high stress, high stakes. And you're living through that. And like, I'm assuming like take after take of reshoots. What's your like cool down process as an actor, a self-care routine that you might have? So Rob did that thing I was telling you guys about where he showed us a horror film. We did the scene. And then afterwards he would actually play ABBA, Dancing Queen. So that was his way of cooling us down. And we all got up. There's some footage somewhere of all of us being like, dancing queen. Okay, everyone, and then turn your lights on. Light your candles, turn your lights off. But for me, it's in the winter, have in the summer, I'd be a sweaty mess, but in the winter, have like a bath and, you know, like read a good book. I've been reading uh, Carrie Fisher's, um, I can't remember the title of it, Drinking, Drinking With Me or the... Um, while you were drinking or something like that and so a good book and I've got this really good rosé right now I mean it's such a basic (laughs) type of like drink but blimey that's a good (laughs) rosé I mean I actually was drinking rosé last night in the seance from fear and then after a while I was like this is delicious and I was like stop drinking rosé you're in the middle of a (laughs) seance is that a rule well i don't know if it opens up more every time they say astral plane you just have to yeah (laughs) (laughs) like think i used to work in a bar making like drinks Mm. and it's really fun to just experiment what's been your like the one that you were surprised at that you were like like a mint chocolate one where you're like almost (laughs) uh for we did predator earlier this season and I made a drink that I thought was going to be bad because it was um, creme de menthe, vanilla vodka. It was like a crushed, crushed lime and just a bunch of mint leaves and stuff like that. So and it was Appleton's. Like, or and, not oh, yeah, Appleton's. Um, uh, uh, sourpuss. sourpuss. So it was like this. Ah. It was like this sweet death mint drink that just looked. It looked like acid. And I was like, this is going to be awful. <laughs> and like I drank it. green. And it became my favorite drink for like a month straight. <laughs> Oh my god! It was so good. <laughs> never would have you never would have had that drink if it wasn't for this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to date this girl who, um, and so she used to make. She used to call them bre- brains because <laughs> you pour the like red, and then she pour the white creamy chocolate in, and then so we used to go like well, before we went out and stuff. We'd shot those. <laughs> they definitely made me feel so sick. <laughs> like, they definitely curdled in my stomach because they curdled in the cup so they look like brains right oh that's not you're not supposed to drink that (laughs) (laughs) but i was like i was like yeah okay babe (laughs) which is like what (laughs) and then later be like don't feel good (laughs) yeah probably because there's curdled milk in your stomach (laughs) the early 20s of my life just drinking curdled i mean i probably was like eating some really awful food on the way home from a night out 
I mean, now for for this episode, I kind of want to go extremely meta and make that drink the cocktail of this episode. (laughs) Do it. And no no one will know why until they get to this portion of the podcast (laughs) where you explain (laughs) that that story. You've got to um, you've got to uh, (laughs) yeah, you've got to like least leave a day or two afterwards just in case we'll record the section where we review the drink after we recorded everything else yeah like i've been so sick it works too because we can just say it goes with the every time you hear astral plane gotta take a shot you could say that it's caroline's face as well you could be like it's caroline's yes We do always ask our guests what their favorite cocktail is and what their favorite horror movie is. My favorite cocktail is a pina colada. Very good. That's a good choice. I love that. We haven't done it on the show yet. Haven't you? It's, I find it's like a dessert. Like it's literally a dessert, like in a cup. I've actually just got in frozen pineapple and these frozen coconut ice lollies ready to make a pina colada tomorrow. Very good. No, my- after this actually um and then horror film is so as i said i'm really scared of horror films but when i was younger i watched the exorcism of emily rose and all my posters fell down so i'm gonna say that was an experience because i was in an all-girls boarding school and i was in a dormitory and we were all on bunk beds and you know when you play like the floor is lava so all the posters fell down at once in the room so i was like absolutely bricking it and it's a really old school in the middle of like north wales like it's it's just like a prime for a haunting and and so then i tried to basically floor is lava climb all the way around the bunk beds to get to my friend who was like please don't Gemma, just don't I'm like come on i was like i'm getting into bed with you like i'm so scared <laughs> and so we like slept top to tail and in the middle of the night she was like she got up and she was like what are you doing in my bed and i was like I, I'm really scared I'm not gonna leave and so then I couldn't until daylight go for a wee and I literally held it the whole night so I, I quite enjoyed the experience of looking back on that <laughs> and then the Blair Witch Project we watched in a tent when we were camping oh, no. oh that's an excellent idea <laughs> which is like have you heard of these haunted camping experiences I'm- I feel like that should be the start of the experience and then you get to choose isn't it like how many hours of sleep you actually get but you don't know when you're going to get those hours of sleep and then the rest of the night that you're haunted at this camping experience that's basically what I did to myself (laughs) camping watching Blair Witch Project which now looking back again is a fun experience to look back on because nothing happened but in the moment I thought I was going to (laughs) die so those two films are good good horror films for me it's funny because I always talk about how I'm scared of horror but horror tends to find me like I feel like I love the horror community and the horror fam and I keep getting cast in like horror-y type films. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to like submit to it now. Like I just, I think I'm a horror person and I'm actually going to watch Dawn of the Dead today. Nice. But so you're you're thinking of doing more work in the horror genre now? I would love to. I found it really fun. I would love to. I think it's really a really cool genre. And actually, I can watch stuff now without not being able to sleep. Yeah. Days. And so I use my partner as cannon fodder. Literally, I send him out <laughs> with a high heel. <laughs> he like gets one of my heels because they're like, they could kill someone. And he just goes around and like our puppy's like asleep, doesn't even bat an eyelid. And I'm like, you must go and you must go and find <laughs> 
and then, he, and then I, he's like am I just cat like he's like I'm half asleep I'm basically like there for you to hear something go wrong and run and I'm like well yes this is the only good thing about a hetero relationship <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, like I made Kelly do be the brave one too <laughs> I mean, after Shar- after we watched Host the first time, I felt like I had to leave all the lights on for Shar because she was a- terrified of the the Zoom monster that was going to come and get her. <laughs> yep. Have you guys did what was the first Zoom after that? Like, how did you feel when you got on Zoom after? I think it was like with my mom or something like that, and just yeah. like the the interface popping up, being like, oh well, yeah, just, we're just luckily you guys used a Mac and I use PC, so there was a bit of a, a disconnect. But there. I use a Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Char is haunted now. I think, though, speaking of that, though, it was more like having host on our TV, like because that's where we put our Zoom meetings normally when we're chatting with people. It was so surreal. It was so like this is life right now, like how much in COVID where that's how we communicate with everyone. So it was very interesting. It was great to like be so immersed in the film. You feel like you were the extra person. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a moment where you were watching it and you were like, oh, I'm not actually the extra person here. Yeah. I almost thought it would have been cool if Shudder had like a special way of watching it where like you set up your webcam, go to Shudder. And then like when you start the the movie, there's actually just a section of the screen that has your webcam in it. So like it feels like you're just in a Zoom call with you guys. And then they can record it and then get... um reaction footage yeah. oh, like they yeah. used to do with like found footage movies and stuff man that's such a good yeah. idea <laughs> i should work for shutter it's settled <laughs> like oh my god put it on twitter and i'll tweet it and, and tag in shutter be like why can't we should definitely do that because the reaction videos have been so fun to watch oh yeah when you're not the one being scared it's really fun <laughs> watching it. I guess people doing watch parties on Zoom gets reaction footage of people watching this Zoom movie. It's so meta. (laughs) It is. It's so meta. And and also we were we were saying that when there's because we got a screening coming at the Prince Charles Cinema and the BFI uh, in London, and we we were going to you know those little green light lasers. We were just going to get above the cinema screen just a green dot just so people can like feel like they're being watched in return because it is that whole thing of like you're being watched yeah and I I love the countdown at the end as well when you know the zoom starts to head out Mm -hmm. and you know it's coming because you're like three two one but you're I'm still there like like, oh, don't want to watch. <laughs> what was your biggest scare in the in the whole thing? Oh man! Well, it really starts to get it when Caroline's like in the goes to investigate the attic, and you see the f- hanging feet. That like started me going, and then uh, the first time that the Zoom monster like actually physically attacked somebody, that was it for me. Oh, rip, Char. <laughs> I think I think mine was that um, the like looping video of her walking into a room just was like so methodical and like so like it set just a pace of her screen that like the moment that her face appears and like smashes into her uh, keyboard. That was like the biggest shock for me because I just forgot that her screen wasn't going to loop anymore. Yeah. And then when it loops afterwards, like I, when the first time I reacted to that I, and I was crying, like 
I just thought it was so cruel. This like, you've just seen your pal die and then it just immediately goes, you see her, a video of her. Yeah, so morbid. It's like some weird obituary, like, and then especially when everyone starts to go and these lovely photos of them like, ah. on the beach or whatever. I was like, that was really, that was like heartfelt. Like it felt sad because you knew that people had gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool use of like modern technology to tell a story. Like one of my favorite things about found footage movies is how a lot of them use technology to tell their story in ways that people who use that technology will understand. A really dumb example is in one of the paranormal activity movies. They set up like an Xbox Connect to shoot out like the um, projection of like tracking bodies to track ghosts. And I'm like, that is insanely genius. And the use of like the the virtual background for this movie basically obscuring the violence and like making you afraid of what's going to pop out next is like that level of just like creativity of using modern technology. And it adds the scares too of like the filters, like the floating face mask moment. Yeah. That's so scary. Which that that. I think is a reference to another film, but I can't remember the name of it. Yes. It's um, something Alice. Uh, The face is, is it sweet Alice? Sure, that sounds right. Yes. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll edit in us agreeing with you. Yes. Yeah, you should. You should get like we uh, on my pod. My friend was like, we have the hobby cast goblin who just comes in and goes, "Hello, my name is." <laughs> and then like, actually, this is the name of the film. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, oh yeah, it is what, Alice, sweet Alice. I've never seen this before. Yeah, the mask is a reference to that, and I think it's just I, that would be my fear because being on a phone and it hanging onto something in the room—that's always a little unnerving, anyway. But then being able to move closer to it—that, like, if it was literally you were like moving your phone around, because always there's like a little bit of a move, and yeah. that happens. So, like, zooming into that and that not, and then when it turns, yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> It was really hard when I was acting to not to not actually be like, no, no. <laughs> and actually like show my face. Like I had to like sit there and actually watch it. So that was a real horrible moment. And the flower on the floor and then the light explode. That whole sequence was incredible. That was, yeah, that was the guy who was doing explosives house. It was uh, a bit of Rob's house. Like there were so many bits of Emma's house that were just like incredible, like other people's houses. That <laughs> it just made it so, such a variety of different, sort of things going on yeah and when she's like crying and she's got that snake filter on so sad (laughs) I'm like Emma take off your filter and she's like I can't (laughs) it's too stressful (laughs) I'm I'm just surprised that you guys didn't leave the zoom call as characters well this is it like when I was thinking about this I was I was thinking we are so desperate for connection Mm. right now in this pandemic like seeing our friends on zoom is possibly, you know, I'm very lucky that I live with someone, but for somebody who is alone, that is your only point of connection. And and if your screen is still on, but something has happened to someone, you, you want to watch that because you can't travel to them. And if you're traveling to them, you're going to keep watching that screen because you want to be able to know everything that's happening. Yeah. So I think that's, especially for the moment where I go to Haley's, like I'm taking the laptop as far as I can with me to see her because now she's out of shot. And and that's my decision to be like, no, I have to go and see her. I have to go and do, I have to, I'm so close to her, but I'm taking this being like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine when it's not fine. And it's not okay. 
Um, and that's why Emma stays on because she's on her own and she just needs that. Someone's going to come back or like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and talk her through it. Or if we're going to leave, we're all going to leave together. And it has to be like, it's something that even though we're so disconnected, it's where we can just be as a team together. So that's, I mean, that's because everyone was like, oh yeah, why don't you just turn off the Zoom? <laughs> like you said, Kelly. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't my impression of you. Oh, um, you just turned off the Zoom. That yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he would. No. Because he, I don't think he would because I'd be so fixated to make sure I can see if they are there. And... Th- Turning off the Zoom wouldn't save you. It was already happening. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the person that was uh, haunted, not the yeah, not the place. Yeah. So what about like Caroline's dad? Pat. Is he dead? Like. <laughs> no, he went to the pub. He's got his own Twitter account now. He went to. He's like, he calls it Twitter. He went to the pub. <laughs> oh, okay. He went to the pub and then just like didn't know what was going on. He's got a bad he's scene saying, to come back to. Uh, your child. Just dead. That attic, though, Caroline's like not being able to go up. (laughs) (laughs) It makes this real creaky noise. Like when we were doing this, we had to all go around our houses and show like little creepy bits. And and, like Caroline's attic, like she was like, (laughs) when you pulled down the attic, we were like, yeah, that's going to be in the film. (laughs) (laughs) We have our closet, our bedroom closet light. When you turn it on, it flickers for like a solid 10 seconds before it actually turns on. So I think that's our creepiest part of our house. Yeah, Yeah, that's not fun. (laughs) Does it flicker enough so that if it was dark, then something would like a strobe, you know, like it could come closer. Yeah, yeah. Like the moment it comes on, something's there and it turns off and then it comes on. It's not there anymore. Oh, like in, um, uh, what's it? Lights out. Who, like, oh, yeah. And then it gets closer and closer every time you blink. The whispering angels or whatever they're yeah. called. Yeah. That's horrible. I went to an experience one once where that happened to me. The whole room went pitch black and I was like hyperventilating. Then the lights came on and there's a woman just stood in the corner and then the room went black again. And then the lights came on and she was like right by our face. <gasps> I was like, Oh, I didn't nut her. I would have. I my panic reaction is to like poke or like just bash something. Yeah, it'd be really scary if you were the actor in that situation because <laughs> you don't want to get a hit. Oh yeah, Char knows about working at haunted houses. It's not. It's not great being an actress at a haunted house. Oh yeah, I had to quit. <laughs> Was it like? All year round haunted house. Uh, no. So we have a fair here that is open all year round. But then for Halloween, they do a specific like fright nights for all of October. And that's when they hire like more actors to be outside scarers and scarers in the house. And I was outside. Uh, so my job was more like being an entertainer than really scaring people. But even still, like people don't realize that you're a human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, think, they think that they bought you, don't they? Yeah. I've got a lot of work and stuff. And they think that when they buy like an experience that they've bought you as part of the experience. And so, and then when the alcohol is involved, it's just like, no. The amounts of times that I've known my friends to just turn around and be like, piss off. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then get fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always the but drawback. But it's true. You don't own someone when, you know, it's still a human being. Yeah. I got like the tipping point was like someone like full on grabbed my ass 
And I'm like a zombie ghost. Like I look decrepit. <laughs> I don't understand what that turn on was for you, but sir, wherever you are <laughs> listening to my podcast now. Um, but yeah. yeah, that was awful. And then I just like left. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. You should next time someone do that, put your finger really far up their nose, like a COVID test. <laughs> I think it's the most invasive feeling probably that you'll ever have. Just turn around and be like, <laughs> <laughs> like straight up there. How do you like that? Invasive match. Misogynistic dickhead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's implying that we'll ever be around someone ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll find a way. Yeah. These, yeah. Misogynists. They'll find a way. Well, thanks so much for coming on to talk to us. This was amazing. Yeah, this was great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to, to uh, see what cocktail you guys are going to. Yeah. The brain. It's got to be the brain. <laughs> Just out of mere morbid curiosity at this point. <laughs> Please do. Please send a photo because I, I remember it looked very pleasing. It looked more pleasing than it tasted. Actually, it tasted all right. I think it tasted all right. Just the aftermath of it. Yeah. yeah we'll see. <laughs> I have a sensitive stomach. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <gasps> Yay. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Don't be strangers. Send me what you make if there are any good pina colada vibe cocktails. <laughs> Creme de menta. Yes. Colada. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been Host, a movie about... Kelly, Kelly, you're muted. I, we can't hear you. Kelly, you're muted. Next week, we'll be watching Ginger Snaps from 2000 with friend of the podcast, Erica from Les Represent. And remember, always scream responsibly. Uh, 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 uh. Bye.